Welcome back to the Hot to Best Daily Pick Show for Saturday, January 22nd. Back with some more college basketball action for today. And before we get into Saturday's card, quick look at Friday's slate. Muramac lost their game, so lose that bet. Um, currently we're recording right before the Michigan State game tips off. So hopefully Michigan State can overcome Wisconsin. But um, going to lose the juice either way there, so not a profitable day for Friday. But let's hope Saturday goes a little bit better. Let's get right into it. <laughs> Now, the first game we're going to look at on Saturday, St. John's taking on Seton Hall. The Seton Hall team comes into this game 11-5. St. John's is 10-6. And, and Seton Hall has definitely been a solid team. You know, 29th in Kimpom, 44th in the hot tip of rankings. But they come into this one following back-to-back -back losses to DePaul and Marquette. And honestly, they've just really struggled on the road this season. And St. John's has been pretty good at home. They're 95th in Kimpom, 75th in the hot tip at rankings. And, you know, very strong at home. They do also come into this one, though, off of a road loss to Creighton but um, you know there are two wins or there were two last home games were wins against DePaul and Georgetown so St. John's has been definitely a strong team and with Julian Champigny you know back in the lineup had his COVID break you know over the Christmas break there but you know ever since he's come back and, and really the whole season he's been the heart and soul of the St. John's team dropping 21.1 points per game Posh Alexander is also a great score for this team 15.1 points per game and between those two and, and really just how well they distribute the ball as a team they've just shot the ball extremely extremely well this season a 52.3 effective field goal percentage they're also hitting 35.4 percent from beyond the arc and those are just numbers that seton hall has not been able to to rival this season sure jared rowden is doing a good job scoring with 16.6 points per game bryce aiken is also dropping 14.5 points per game but as a whole as a team seton hall has not shot the ball nearly as well as what st john's has done this season only a 48.6 effective field goal percentage they're also only hitting 30.1 percent from beyond the arc but Seton Hall does do a pretty good job shooting their free throws. They are hitting 77.6% of theirs. Um, and they're a decently solid team on both sides of the ball. You know, Seton Hall is 32nd in adjusted offensive efficiency, 44th in adjusted defensive efficiency. And they definitely beat out St. John's in both categories. St. John's 80th in adjusted offensive efficiency and 166th in adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. But one thing that I absolutely love about this St. John's team is just how fast of basketball they play. They have a 73.4 adjusted tempo. They're the sixth fastest team in the country. And it really does help. You know, they, they score a lot of points because of it. Um, you know, Champagne and Alexander um, really know how to push this game up and down the court. And I think this is for St. John's is a huge bounce back spot for them after a tough road loss to Creighton. I think Matt, Mike Anderson gets his team back on track in this game. And I just haven't been super sold with what I've seen from Seton Hall this season. Um, they have a decent rebounding team. You know, Alexis and Nett pulling down 7.5 rebounds per game. Um, but they're still 64th in defensive rebounding this season. And on the road, Seton Hall has just not been the same team this season. I think they struggle at St. John's. Give me St. John's plus three here against Seton Hall. Next, we head over to the Ivy for a matchup between Harvard and Cornell. Harvard comes into this game 10-5 and five on the year. Cornell is 9-6. and six. And Harvard's been a pretty strong team. 189th in Kim Palm, 162nd in the Hot Tibet rankings. Cornell, not quite as good. 226th in Kim Palm, and they're actually 279 in the Hot Tibet rankings. And, you know, Cornell comes into this game 
having dropped their last three games. Granted, all three of those games were on the road. Um, they also had a game on Monday get postponed. So if there is anything to, to you know say for this Cornell team, they are undefeated at home this season. Um, but let's be honest, they haven't really played anyone of note. As far as Harvard goes, they got good road wins over Columbia and Dartmouth in their last two games. And they've been a very, very solid team on the road this season, especially during conference play. They've looked just so, so good. In no small part to Noah Kirkwood, who leads this team in scoring, dropping 17.5 points per game. Um, and still looks like Chris Ledon is going to be out for this game. Looks like he still um, got his COVID deal um, dealing with that. So um, Kirkwood's definitely, you know, going to you know, have to step up and, and, you know, have another big game here against Cornell. But Lucas Sokta is also dropping 10.8 points per game. So Harvard's got some scores, um, even with Chris out of the lineup. But overall, Harvard has done a decent job shooting the ball. I'm not going to say great um, because they haven't, but a 49.8 effective field goal percentage is all right. They have done pretty good from three. 34.4 and they are hitting 70.3% of their free throws. But when we look over to the Cornell side of the ball, they just don't have the it factor. They don't have any scores in double digits. Um, Keller Booth by it leads them in scoring with 9.5 points per game. Chris Mannon is also dropping 9.5 points per game for them. So, um, you know, those two guys stick out, but they don't just have, you know, that one player that has just been a superstar good for this team. Sure, they've shot the ball decently well as a team, a 50.3.1 effective field goal percentage, 34.8% from three. They're also in 66.9% of their free throws, but um, really no category there is a whole lot better than what Harvard's done. And Honestly, both these teams have been pretty much the same offensively, and it shows, you know, Cornell is 174th in adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm, Harvard 178. Um, so offensively, they're about the same team, but I would definitely give the nod to Harvard on the defensive side of things. They're 200th in adjusted defensive efficiency, while Cornell is 278. And, you know, Cornell defensively has been a major, major struggle this year, especially their shot defense. They have just really struggled to to hold teams to, to you know not scoring points. They've allowed a 52.2 effective field goal percentage this season, 270th in the country in that category. And like I said, for this Cornell team, it's really <laughs> the only thing they have going for them because their their defense isn't great, their shooting's not the best. It is that home record it is about all that you can lean on this Cornell team to say, you know, might give them an advantage in this game. The fact that they haven't lost a game at home. But if you really break down their schedule and the teams they've actually played at home this year, Harvard is by far their hardest opponent so far. And Harvard has been a pretty good team, especially on the uh, defensive side of things. Um, they do a really good job. Um, not turning the ball over only 16.5 turnover percentage they're 45th in the country in that category and honestly you know harvard ending their their three game road trip here at cornell i think they're in for a big game give me harvard plus one against cornell and we stay in the ivy league for the next game on the card yale taking on Penn. yale comes into this game eight and eight on the season Penn is six and 12 and yale's been a very very strong team 134th in kim palm 131 in the hot debut rankings Pin 221 in Kim Palm, 192 in the Hot Tibet rankings. And Yale comes into this one on a two-game win streak, a win over Cornell and Brown in their last two games. And that Brown win for this Yale team was actually their first true road win of the season. They haven't, you know, gone on the road um, and won a game. Pin, on the other hand, you know, has, you know, really looked like a much better team since Ivy League play has started compared to what they did in the non-conference. They're 3-2 and two to start Ivy play. Um, and all three of those wins have come at home, so they've been a pretty dangerous team at home. Jordan Digley leads them in scoring with 18 points per game. He is definitely the heart and soul of this pin team. 
Um, Clark Sadruch is also dropping 9.7 points per game for Pimba. Overall, Pimba shot the ball decently well, a 51.5 effective field goal percentage in 35.5 from beyond the arc and 71.5% of their free throws. So um, pretty good scoring all around for Penn. And Yale hasn't been a bad scoring team, just not quite as good as our Swan, 19.1 points per game. Jalen Godwin is also dropping 10.4 points per game. But overall, as a team, Yale has definitely not shot the ball nearly as well. Only 48.8 effective field goal percentage. Only hitting 33.1% from me on the arc, as well as 72.3% of their free throws. Um, and offensively, they're similar teams. Yale does get the slight nod. 140th in adjusted offensive efficiency. Pin 151. Pin isn't great on the defensive side of the ball. 285 in adjusted defensive efficiency. Yale um, 165. Um, but Pin does do a pretty good job holding on to the basketball and i think it's really going to be something they're going to lean on in this game they only turn it over on 18.4 percent of their possessions and it is definitely the yale defense that concerns me a little bit in this game even though they technically rank higher than pin um they've still had some struggles rebounding the ball especially this yale team has not been great swan does lead them in rebounds with 4.6 rebounds per game and when we are lead rebounders only pulling out 4.6 you know it's not the best in the world you know um, offensively, they've really struggled 268th in the country in offensive rebounding. They've done a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball at 180. But overall, this is a Yale team that has had their struggles on the road this season. And I really think we're going to see more of that here in this game. Um, and for this pin team, I think it's a team that turns it around and gets a great win here at home. So give me pin plus one against Yale. Next up on the card, we got a Big Ten matchup. Penn State taking on Iowa. Penn State comes into this game 8-7 and seven on the year. Iowa is 13-5. and five. And Iowa is just a very solid basketball team. 21st in Kim Palm, 24th in the hot debate rankings. Penn State, 70th in Kim Palm, 66th in the hot debate rankings. And this Penn State team has just not been the best team in the world. Yeah, they got that win over Rutgers last week, but uh, followed up with a loss to Ohio State on the road earlier this week. And They've got a, a couple of decent scores. I mean, Seth Luddy um, has been a good scorer for Penn State. He's dropping 14.1 points per game, but he is still day-to-day going into this matchup. Don't know if he's going to end up playing. I would lean towards him playing, and honestly, um, breaking down this game, I assumed he was playing, and if he ends up not playing, that only helps the Iowa bet more. Um, but Jalen Pickett has also dropped 13.3 points per game for Penn State coming to this one. And overall, Penn State's an all right shooting team. They're hitting 52.1 effective field goal percentage, 34.1% from beyond the arc, as well as 72.8% of their free throws. But this Iowa team has been very, very strong. They actually come off of a two-point road loss um, to Rutgers in their last game. But they've been a very, very strong team at home this entire season. And no small part to Keegan Murray, who leads this team in scoring with 23.3 points per game. And when he's on fire, there's nothing this Iowa team seemingly cannot do. Um, Patrick McCaffrey has also done a pretty good job scoring for him, dropping 10.8 points per game. And overall, Iowa is a good scoring team. 53.1 effective field percentage, 33.9% from three. Um, as well as 76.2% of their free throws. Keegan also leads Iowa in rebounds with 8.4 rebounds per game. And as a whole on the offensive glass, especially, Iowa has been so, so strong, pulling down 31.7% um, on the offensive side of things. And it's a big reason why they come into this game ranked sixth in adjusted offensive efficiency. They are only 110th in adjusted defensive efficiency, but um, that defense has actually improved um, ever so slightly. 
Penn State's pretty average on both sides of the ball, 88th in adjusted offensive efficiency, 63rd in adjusted defensive efficiency. Uh, one area that they definitely struggle with, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is forcing turnovers. They've only forced their opponents um, to a 14.5 turnover percentage this season, 345th in the country in that category. And I really do think they're going to in for a tough, tough matchup against a really good Iowa offense um, here in this one. And like I said, that Iowa defense gives me a little bit of concern, um, but them themselves have, have done a pretty good job forcing turnovers. Um, 20.8 turnover percentage for them is what the defense is forced. They're actually 72nd in the country in that category. And this Iowa team is really just playing good basketball at, at right now. I think coming off that road loss to Rutgers, coming back home in this game, um, I really think they blow out Penn State in this game. So give me Iowa. Minus nine and a half here against Penn State. Now the next game on the card, we got Northern Colorado taking on Eastern Washington. Northern Colorado comes into this game eight and nine on the season. Eastern Washington is 10 and seven. And Northern Colorado has been a pretty solid team this season. 199th in Kim Palm, 211 in the hot Tibet rankings. And they've had a very, very hot start to big sky play here. They are four and one to start conference play. And we were on this Northern Colorado team on Thursday against Idaho in, in a game that they were just very, very impressive in. They looked great in that game. Um, not to say that Eastern Washington is a bad team by any means. You know, they're 217 in Kim Palm, 175 in the Hot Tibet rankings. Um, and, and really for this Eastern Washington team, their entire season can be summed up in one game. And it was that huge win they had earlier in the season against Washington State. An absolutely great win for them. But Outside of that game, Eastern Washington has very much struggled against better teams this season. Their best win after Washington State has been Portland State, who's ranked 281st in Kempom. So um, not exactly the, the split you want there. Um, in Eastern Washington, they got a couple of scores. Steel Verns um, leads them in scoring with 17.5 points per game. Linton Asiel also dropping 15.7 points per game. But overall, Eastern Washington has had some major struggles shooting the ball. I don't know about major struggles. They've been a decent shooting team. 51 effective field goal percentage, 35.4% from beyond the arc, as well as 75.4% of their free throws. But when compared to what Northern Colorado has done, Eastern Washington has definitely had a little bit of struggles shooting the basketball. For Northern Colorado, Dylan Kuntz leads them in scoring with 18.9 points per game. Matt Johnson is also dropping 12.7 points per game. And overall, Northern Colorado has shot the ball pretty well this season. A 54.5 effective field goal percentage and 36.8% from three, as well as 70.1% of their free throws. Um, Northern Colorado also does a really good job holding on to the basketball, only turning it over on 17.2% of their possessions. They're 75th in the country in that category. And it's a big reason why they've been very, very strong on the offensive side of the ball. They're actually 108th in just at offensive efficiency coming into this game, uh, while Eastern Washington is 168. Um, they're similar on the defensive side of the ball. Northern Colorado, 297. Eastern Washington actually gets the slight nod, 255th in adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, but I really would have loved the defensive rebounding that I've seen out of Northern Colorado. They're 115th in adjusted or in defensive rebounding this season. Um, and, and while Eastern Washington isn't the worst team in the world, they definitely have struggled on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I don't think they've shown what they can do and, and can really hang with better teams. They've, Like I said, they've struggled with better teams this season outside of that Washington State game. And Northern Colorado, I, I loved them in that Idaho game. And honestly, they're shaping up to be a team um, that's going to be an absolute problem to deal with here in the big sky this season. So give me Northern Colorado, um, pick them. Mine, or is, give me the, <laughs> can't say that. Give me the Northern Colorado pick them here against Eastern Washington. 
Next up on the cards, Stony Brook taking on Albany. Stony Brook comes into this game 11 and 6. Albany is 7 and 10. And for Stony Brook, 228th in Kim Palm, 217 in the Hot Tibet rankings. Albany is 266 in Kim Palm, 241 in the Hot Tibet rankings. And both these games have been semi hot. You know, Albany wins in their last three games. They'll win over Yule, uh, UMass Lowell, um, NGIT, and UMBC. Uh, but before that, you know, short win streak they've had here, they definitely had a tough run. Um, going into that Stony Brook on the other hand comes into this one also having a win over UMBC um, and being hampered in, in their last two games and through their lasting games for Stony Brook they have been just red hot eight and two um, in that span in no small part to Anthony Robertson who leads this team in scoring with 14.8 points per game Jill Jenkins is also dropping 13.8 points per game and overall they've just been a really good shooting team this season 49.5 effective field goal percentage hitting 33.3 from beyond the arc as well as 71.8 percent of their free throws and albany on the other hand just can't match that matt crudy uh, is the lead scorer with only 10.5 points per game jamal horton is also dropping 10.2 points per game but they have really struggled to shoot the basketball as a team only a 44.7 effective field goal percentage actually 330th in the country there um, only in 29.5 percent from three as well as only 70.6 percent of their free throws so um, albany has definitely had struggles on the offensive side of the ball and it's why they're 333rd in adjusted offensive efficiency stony brook on the other hand um, 183rd in adjusted offensive efficiency it does get better though for albany on the defensive side of things they're 128th in just a defensive efficiency while stony brook is 268 um, but overall the rebounding for albany this season has been a major struggle and a major area of concern for me going into this game albany is 253rd in offensive rebounding 211th in defensive rebounding um, and i think that's definitely going to hurt them going into this game one area for stony brook that they've done a really good job this season is holding on to the ball only a 15.9 turnover percentage 24th in the country in that category and um, really the stony brook team over the past month or so of the season has just been so so hot and i really think they continue it here they've been beating up on bad teams and i don't really see them any reason to stop in this game um and offensively albany just doesn't have the talent to hang with stony brook in this game so give me stony brook on the road minus one against albany and the final game of the car the mountain west matchup between boise state and san diego state boise state comes into this game 14 and 4 in the season san diego state is 10 and 3 and these are two teams that i've <laughs> combined bet against quite a bit this season i don't know that i've actually bet on either one of them this season um but that changes the day boise state comes into this game 46th in kim palm 49th in the hot debit rankings san diego state 33rd in kim palm and 30th in the hot debit rankings and this boise state team at least winning wise has been very very good as of late 11 game winning streak coming into this one and it don't get me wrong it's a team that i've absolutely loved fading this season and um it hasn't always worked out actually it's worked out less than it has worked out um but in this game in this matchup i love what boise state has going for him arukavi leads them in scoring with 13.5 points per game marcus shaver is also dropping 13.2 points per game for boise state and boise state is not a great shooting team in general only a 49.7 effective field goal percentage which isn't horrible um also a 32.2 percent from three and the free throw shooting is almost dead last in the country i mean they're 357 the one away from dead last but they're only in 59 percent of their free throws definitely an area boise state needs to improve but they're going up against the san diego eight team that doesn't really have a, a much better offense sure they got wins over st mary's in, in colorado state but this is a team in san diego state who hasn't played a basketball game in two weeks so who knows what they're going to look like 
Matt Bradley leads them in scoring with 15.8 points per game. Um, Trey Pullman right behind him with 9.9 points per game. But overall, they've struggled to shoot the ball this season. A 47.3 effective field goal percentage, only hitting 33.3% from three. Um, as well as 66.1% of their free throws. And, you know, like I said, neither one of these teams is really good on the offensive side of the ball at all. Boise State, 137th in adjusted offensive efficiency. Um, San Diego State, 132nd. Both of them very strong on the defensive side of the ball, though. Boise State, 14th in adjusted defensive efficiency. San Diego State is 7th in adjusted defensive efficiency. And one area that has actually been pretty decent for, or better than decent, pretty good for Boise State is the rebounding. They're actually sixth in the country in defensive rebounding, 34th in the country when it comes to offensive rebounding. Um, and I really love what Leon Rice has done with this Boise State team. It's a roster um, that has just looked so, so good this season. Defensively, they can hang with pretty much any team in the country, but they're going up against another strong defense in San Diego State. I mean, San Diego State has held their opponents to a 42.1 effective field goal percentage. They're third in the country in that category. And I really see this game coming down to a close defensive battle and really just a close game through and through. And the fact that Boise State's getting four and a half points here against the team in San Diego State that hasn't played in two weeks. I mean, their last game was Colorado State um, two Saturdays ago. And, and I get it. You know, it only means so much. But having that little bit of rust going up against a, a strong, strong defense in Boise State, I think it's just going to be just enough to for Boise State to keep this game close. So give me Boise State plus four and a half on the road against San Diego State. And that is it for Saturday's college basketball show. If you need to see more college basketball picks for today, head over to hotdebest.com. Take a look at the computer model action up on the website. Also got picks for the NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, everything going on this weekend. So head over there to take a look at all that. Also, if you haven't already followed me at Hot Debest Chris on Twitter and Instagram, make sure you follow me over there so you don't miss out on any future content, as well as on the Best Tamp app, where you can get early access to all the picks the second that I record each episode. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, Hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know you guys are betting on for Saturday's college basketball card. Thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow.